All right, here we go for In the House 2.0, 120. Is this 120 or is this 121, Scouse? Which one is this? Uh, I think it's still 120. Yeah, it's 120. It's 120. Um, so quite the crew tonight. And uh, so we're testing some new equipment. Scouse, get it out of the way. The last time I used this equipment, one of our guests, El Oso, was here. We had this fantastic podcast, and then what happened? Well, some guy started uh, coming, showing up a sec, and um, shuts everything down. So now... We're uh, back to square one, and um, for the first time in, what, 18 months now that uh, we're able to uh, be here at uh, Molly Malone's and, uh, you know, have some fun and uh, talk football over some beer. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. And as a reminder, uh, I can turn you down, but I can't turn you up, so get all into these mics, boys. I know you got a lot to say. we got Joe Valla here. Joe, you're, you're back. I'm back in black. Aren't you a sight for sore eyes? I'm a, I'm a sight for Stevie Wonder. Is what <laughs> <laughs> so we pulled Joe Valla back out for the first. It's kind of welcome back to the gang. Get everybody out. A bunch of uh, middle-aged guys out here talking about things that we don't know much about, but a lot of yeah. people listen to us. Yeah. You know, who, who doesn't look, like to sit around a, uh, a pub talking about football? Well, my wife, because she just got up and left as soon as this started. We had a great yeah. chat. And she just exited stage left, didn't she, Lance? Yes, she did. Yeah, it didn't take her long. Once, yeah. the, once the camera started rolling, she was she gone. She bailed out. She, she, she knew better. But that last that last podcast that never was heard, the lost one, Yes, uh, I think Evan Floyd was with us. Yes. We did that over at the, at the Crown Plaza. At we? the Crown Plaza in that lobby or in that yeah. restaurant. Yeah, it was really nice. And But the thing is, it, it was really – it was a hell of a podcast. And, and and I was excited for people to hear it, and then it just never materialized. And I was like, yeah. "Kenny, it's I one think of you the to record or something." I, right? I, I, yeah, we'll call it that. So <laughs> I sent so many apologies. I mean, it felt, oh, like a, it felt like a junior high prom. I sent so many apologies. So the thing never kind of really happened. So we had to bring Lance back for the first time for us getting back out. No masks. We're all out here. Um, Joe, so you're you're back. You're coming out to games. We love seeing you uh, back. Love, so love being here. We we miss missed you. Yeah, you guys. So what what's been going on with you? And tell us about uh, kind of racing in Louisville City. What you see with this new stadium? Well, been uh, trying to recuperate from a couple of things. Um, do want to point out that uh, you know some of it was physical, some of it was mental, and a lot of it had to do with being isolated and getting out. Now is good, right? It's a good thing to get out. And uh, it's great to be around everybody. So thank you for letting me be on this. And, and I think care. we should do one thing before we go any further. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Yeah, we made it back out. Cheers. Cheers. We all did. I toasted Lance's uh, ginger ale. I think it's ginger it's, ale, I think man. I have, I it's bubbly. I think I have something now. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as, as, far as Louisville Beer City, is good. Yeah, it is. It's fuel. And uh, the Louisville City thing is... is Moving along, it's a project, right? I mean, going through losing, moving, losing a coach, and some of the uh, you know having Gomez step up the way he has, and then taking him out of the lineup, and then bringing him back and losing Oscar. It's been weird, right? I mean, right. But they're they're doing fine. They're they're you know would like to see a little more connection between the midfield and the forwards, and would mm-hmm. like to see that kind of stuff happen, but. Other than that, I think we're fine, man. I think we're doing okay. As far as racing is concerned, they're so new. Considering, look, they're going to take some beatings. That's just going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. But all things considered, I think they're doing fantastic. Yeah, bear, mean, bearing in mind, I think, that too, that uh, people don't realize is um, where um, the USL 
um, in the United States is probably equivalent to maybe League Division Three or right. League League Division Two over in um, in Britain. Right. You know, but the NWSL over here. That's the Premiership, right? It's, the, it's, it's you know, the, there's there's no slouches in there, and if you make a mistake, you're gonna get punished. Right, right, right. Yeah, so uh, we really don't have an agenda for this podcast. I never say my name at the beginning of this Kenny Hour. Yeah, we're just, just bullshitting as we go along right, right now. So, Lance, I want to jump right back over to you for something because you have a view that nobody else has. You got a view from on top, right? So, what have been some of the surprises with racing? I know Scouts and I talk about this almost every other podcast. The, the energy and the amount of running that the ladies team does and the skill for us. I mean, we thought that we knew we watched the U S women's national team, you know, in the world cup and we know that they're the best team in the world, but what have you seen from racing that has surprised you? And we've been blown away just being down at the end of the pitch. Well, the same thing that surprised me when I first started watching Louisville city uh, was just the physicality. Uh, and I'm talking about the contact, uh, and I'll I'll never forget in that uh, in the cup in the preseason cup was called the Challenge Cup, right? Correct. Uh, they uh, they beat the hell out of Marta. I mean, that woman took a beating. I couldn't believe she kept getting up after all the the impact that she sustained that entire match. It was pretty phenomenal. Uh, so I, that was the one thing that blew me away uh, was just how physical they are. Uh, I think when you sit up high and you can see the entire field you realize also the ground that uh savannah mccaskill covers which is just nuts i mean i don't know how she goes and goes she's not the fastest person she's not the biggest person not the strongest but she has as big a heart as anybody i've ever seen uh and it's pretty incredible to watch just where she's just all over the field you, you never know where savannah is until there's there's uh, you know a play happens and there's uh you know they're, they're competing for the ball, and all of a sudden she comes out with it. I mean, it's incredible to watch her. Uh, and I guess watching Michelle Bedos uh, in, in goal yeah, has just look, probably been wow. probably been the most amazing thing to, from the angle where I watch, probably from any angle, is just she's incredible. And without her, right, we've been drilled. Let's, you be, know. let's be fair about that. Yeah. She's, she's covering up some first-year team issues, okay? I mean, like because she has done – an amazing job as a keeper so they got but the, here's the thing like you know because there's some people get frustrated because they didn't jump out the box everybody wants three points three points three points you know you've got players that were brought on the team that were not parts of the top players on the other nine teams so you, you know what i'm saying that's how you started your roster you didn't start it with it's more about character stars. right it's, it's about right. building it the right they way build it the right way and they're building a foundation anybody that's frustrated about the fact that they're not you know in a playoff position yet or whatever just like give it time they <laughs> are they're in, in sixth place okay. in the I, thought, I, thought, yeah. I thought they moved up to six yeah. is that what it is, is yeah, that yeah. Many? yeah okay mm-hmm. well they yeah. just picked up six points in seven days in three games i mean yeah. that was very impressive how they did that right. uh, you know kind of Took a knee maybe a little bit against North Carolina. I, that's not really fair to say because the game was 2-0. It, it could have been maybe a little bit worse. The only thing I saw in that match was, even though it wasn't clearly our A team, so to speak, uh, I would say that uh, I, I wasn't too happy. I got a little frustrated with the way that it seemed like we panicked a lot of times with possession and just kind of coughed it up real quickly instead of just kind of settling down. Uh, that's my only criticism that I have of racing was that particular match. It just felt like, you know, the wheels just never could get on. It was constantly a wobble. 
somehow we managed a 2-0 loss, and it wasn't worse than that. But uh, but to get six points in, in that particular span of seven days and three games, you got to be kidding me, man. That's huge. Uh, but, yeah, Joe, they're in sixth place right okay, now I I know, in, in the playoff six, hunt for sure. Was it, it six out of ten or eight out of ten? Six out of ten. Okay, right. Was yeah. four. So, you know, but it was kind of scouting over one lady, Miss Ebony. What two an introduction. Goals, games. Mm-hmm. You know, what more can you say? She was on the pitch for, what, a minute and 14 uh, seconds? A minute and 14 I know, seconds. I know that was on – Because I timed it. Yeah, that was on Father's Day. Yeah. And we had our whole family there. It was such a fun time. My wife, both of our daughters, our son-in-law, and – I said, wait, 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 watch this girl, Ebony Salmon. She's actually coming out with a big premiere that's coming on Sky Sports soon. I can't give away too much, but she is one of the top players in England, and we got her. Mm-hmm. And that's the amazing stuff. The international players were signing. We can get into Nadia Navid. We can get into Gemma coming over uh, from Man yeah. City. Right. I mean, yeah, you talk about a, the help on the back line. There seems to be a lot. Yeah, then that's exact, that was a huge pickup because we because needed, that was the first. When you start a new team, you got to you tell me if I'm wrong, Mike, mm-hmm. but you got to start from the back forward. You've yes. got to have the ability to make sure that the, you keep your team foundation started from the back and get some defense going and get them confidence because you can have the greatest striker in the world on a brand-new team, men's, women's, doesn't matter. If you've got nothing behind you, the striker is, is, is out there alone. They need everybody else behind them to score. Yeah, we've always, we've always said that, you know, the, the goalkeeper is only as good as the back four that's in front right. of him. Right. And even though uh, Michelle is – She's playing out of her mind. Yeah, she's playing out of her mind. And um, out of all of the, the games um, that she's played in this season, um, over half of them, I would have her down man of the match every single oh, time. Yeah. You know, because um, some of the saves she's pulling off. and But she's only as good as a back four, you know. Um, and until we get more organization to back four, we, we've seen it with uh, Gemma coming in. Right. And uh, we're getting a bit more organization back there. And... Um, you know that that it's nice to see the results going our way. And, but any um, first year franchise in sports, man, you, it's kind of hard to judge them every five minutes of play, ten minutes of play. Judge them game by game. That's right. And, and you know, and and looking at that way, because the whole idea is just to build a foundation for the future. And if they can make the playoffs this year, that's great. But you know, there's they're having you know understand that there's things that they they have some you know that there are things that they have to definitely improve on, and and you know be be, be honest about it. And, you know, we got work to do, but they're, they're fine. They're fine. For, for a first-year team, it's like – I'd give them an A-minus, no doubt. So, one of the things that I look at a lot is XG. So, XG is that weird stat, expected goals for chance, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, racing, their XG – we talked about this, what, two weeks ago, I think it was yes. on the podcast mm-hmm. with, with Estes. Uh, the XG for racing was about .25 per shot. Four times higher for Louisville City. That shows you the maturation, Joey, that what you're seeing right. – so, getting into more consistent buildup for a better chance. Lance, you see it from, like, an aerial view to, like, you're seeing, like, the goal, that Amina's first goal. Like, if you look at the XG on Amina's first goal, that's, like, point ought not. That, yeah, and what's that, crazy that's a lottery is shot. I was blown away by that move. And she, she I, look, I don't know all the soccer terms, right? I mean, we all know that. But when she juked and then took it back to the left and did a little crossover – and passed it to herself to the left and then drilled it with her left foot. Like, I, I thought that was the most amazing play I was ever going to see in women's soccer or any soccer, frankly. And I'm, like, asking out loud, well, how come we don't have that in our repertoire in, in the men's game? Why don't we have a player on Louisville City that can make that move? Because I've never seen anybody make that move and execute it as purely as that. And that's no slam on our guys. That was just a beautiful play that she made. 
And then I talked to Casey Whitfield, of course, who is on Soccer City with us and uh, and also does the color commentary for Louisville City Games with, with Jeff Greer. Uh, and Casey said, Lance, that's what she did throughout her entire collegiate career. She does that all the time. That hard like cutback. And I'm like, what? You know, I thought that was like just kind of a miracle play. No, that's what she does. That's her thing. So we should be uh, expecting to see a lot more of that in the future, and I can't wait for it. It kind of yeah. looked like a Philip Coutinho move, didn't it? For yeah, about it did. Four years it did. Ago. And um, you know, a few nights ago, I, uh, I met up with uh, somebody from um, Racing Mobile, and I was talking to them outside um, here at Molly's, and uh, I said, you know, I could never even imagine to do anything like that because if I if I cut in like that, I'd be on my butt. You know, and in scouts terms, I'd be on my ass, okay. And um, you know, the and they pointed out to me that she designed, she she did that to put the defenders on a butt, and that's exactly what she did. Um, because I couldn't do it. Um, Lance, could you do it? As the kids say, she broke her ankles, man. Yeah, I mean, breaking. <laughs> and that, you know, that's exactly. It was just, it was fascinating, and and again. To know that we get to see more of that coming, yeah. I can't wait. And you know, she's going to be, she's going to be a, a, an international superstar at some point in her life. And if that ratio that you mentioned did go up the way it did recently, that just justifies the point. Race buildups don't start in the front. You know, our offensive third, they start on defense. They start in the back. So if that's building up, it's because there's more of a foundation going on mm-hmm. before as we start play moving forward. So. That's yeah. awesome. And then, then I think the other thing is, too, is when the team starts gelling and starts working more together and playing more together, we're going to see more and more of that happen where um, player A knows exactly where player C is going to be and don't have to look up, doesn't have to think about it, just puts the ball out into an area just because they know that that player is going to be there. And that, that just comes with time and experience. And to that point, I mean, that's exactly what we've seen with Louisville City because they've been playing together for so long, right? So they, they know where they're going to be, right? These people that have been playing together for a long time, they that increases that XG because they know that next move. We've seen that increase with racing. Joe, I'm going to go back to you on something because you've been chasing the U.S. men's national team for quite a while. You've been to a lot mm-hmm. of their uh, a lot of their events, right? A lot of their somewhat – and I'm calling, them, I'm calling them events for a reason because for a while it was an event. But, you know, to see – our players on racing that are the top team in the world. Yep. How exciting is that for you? Because, awesome. we, I mean, we saw the land of Donovan that got a red card. How much did you enjoy calling her? That was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, how many times <laughs> you haven't had I remember that Landon Donovan, you know, gets a red card. That was pretty cool. How about Landon uh, Donovan showing up for a game in Louisville? That oh, was three years ago you know, in the yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in, two years ago. Right in but it's like if you yeah. ask us when we first started this thing, hey, by the way, Landon Donovan's going to be coaching a team in this league. You've been like, what? No. Yeah, it's just – you never – I mean, you want stuff like that to happen, but come on. I mean, it's amazing what's happened. In the well, yeah, Didier Drogba as Drogba, well. Drogba. We got to see him play guys. his last game and, and, and take the L. We saw a lot of balls go things. flying over the – I think some of them are still in orbit that missed the There's goal. There's some big things that may be happening real soon from what I'm hearing with, with people that are by. You've already got the one dude that well, he played with NYCFC. Uh, he's a part owner in Queens. There's a bunch of guys that um, who played in Spain, uh, David Villa. Yeah, David Villa. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's all kinds of rumors that uh, other players from overseas that are playing now are going to get involved in USL because of the, the way things are locked down in MLS, and it's very well, hard to get One of them that didn't work out very well was Tim Howard. 
Did that, not. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was a big hole. And then he berated his entire so, team after the loss over Lynn. Uh, recently, that's uh, Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Vardy. Vardy's to uh, uh, yeah, Rochester Rhinos. Rochester yeah, Rhinos. I forgot yep. all about that's, that. There's but, a uh, ton of people. If you've been, I, 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 I read this stuff too much. Anyway, no, I'm sorry, you don't. You, you, you don't. This is actually why we have you on here. Uh, we wanted to say it was welcome back, but it's not really. We need we need your knowledge, so we need more of your brain. So where I was going with that was with the men's national team, when they're playing Honduras, Honduras would give them a game. If the U.S. women's national team is playing Mexico, which would be a tougher opponent for the men's, right. the women's national team more times than not would dominate Mexico on, on a parallel. Right. So what, where I'm going with this is the, the cutback that Amina does. What we're seeing with these players that are coming into the NWSL, this is the top league in the world. Right. We have people coming from Manchester right. City. We have people coming from um, PSG. Well, Nadia Navid's coming from PSG, right? There's, that's something to talk about because over the last couple of years, there was a lot of money invested. You tell me if I'm wrong, Mike, from premiership teams and in teams in, in, in league – how do you even say the French first division? Liga one, Liga one, Liga one, whatever. Yeah, one? I don't even Ligue know. One. There was a lot of investment in the women's game in yeah. the last couple of years. All of a sudden, these players, and it's not just them, a couple of other players. One of them that we have under uh, contract, or that's one of the people that we had chosen here. Um, uh, gosh, now I'm, I'm sorry, I'm having a brain. Um, but there's play, they're leaving. They're leaving that league for some reason. Something's going on where there's a mass move from there to here. And I think it's because we're going to see. They suck. Well, yeah, there's one thing. <laughs> but the, the, but there's, it feels like there's going to be a mass investment real soon in NWSL here. Plus, you've got the USL League starting up. So it feels like something big is going to happen in the next couple, which is awesome. We need that. By the way, that's kind of weird. Uh, I have to do an announcement before every game now uh, about uh, uh, Louisville City games, I guess I should say. About the USLW league or whatever, right. and that's it's very strange because, like, that's an obvious, uh, that's an obvious conflict, right? I mean, we we have our own NWSL team here, but I guess USL requires us to make that read, and I kind of giggle every time I'm reading it. I'm like, yeah, we're really enthused about about this. We've got so, our NWSL team. So, do you read it the same way you do when the opposing team comes out? Like that deep Lance McGarvey <laughs> monotone, like I really don't give a crap who's coming on the field right now. No, I, like, I go ahead and starting do, all the sponsorship three. reads, all the required reads like that. I have to do just the same. You whatever. don't do it with the same vigor. <laughs> you don't. Maybe I don't. This is not our Lance. If you say it, wait a second. We play. I just we play against a bunch of MLS two teams, don't we? Yes. Maybe Atlanta two. Maybe. Maybe there is a racing two team someday. Sporting KC two in USL. Women's Maybe. league. Maybe. I mean, that wouldn't that would yeah. work. I mean, we, I don't know. What do you think, Lance? I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I hate the MLS two teams. I, I wish that the USL was completely an independent league with only independent teams. I know that financially I over the last I told, decade, I, I totally agree. Well, I know, but financially over the last decade, they needed those MLS dollars to keep the league afloat. But I think that there are enough uh, successful clubs now. I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much that USL depends on MLS dollars. I really don't know. But I do wish those two teams would go away. I do too. Well, there's something. Can we? I don't know if you have. Do you have a lineup of topics? I don't know if you guys saw this. I this mean, last I've got week. like five things in front of me, and none of them matter. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that happened this last week, MLS announced a division, a, a lower division league. Okay. And, I saw that. And what they said in their in their release was that it would be filled with academy 
but also keeping the uh, independent teams open, that they will allow independent teams into this new MLS league. I'm not. I'm not saying yeah, that. I'm, I'm wondering if they they get a little bit uh, threatened by the USL. And absolutely. How, how uh, you got well out there a too. lot of these teams are playing yeah. in the uh, the USL. Okay, so now you've got MLS, which is this juggernaut financially, and on top of that, I don't know if you kept up with this, but uh, Soccer United marketing is no longer official. Is no longer uh, will no will no longer be associated. This is why we brought Vala here because it's for this way dark too, web especially knowledge. this last year. This. I need this. <laughs> Spending time on my couch because I couldn't move. The um, uh, USSF um, had a connection with both Soccer United Marketing and MLS. Okay, all three of them were connected. Soccer United Marketing is, is going to separate their connection with USSF and be solely connected to MLS. So now USSF is going to build their own marketing arm. This is a big deal because now we're talking about USSF marketing their own product in their own way eventually. MLS has had their claws deeply into USSF. If you go back to the 2016 roster, the 2012 men's roster, there was all kinds of shady stuff going on with MLS players that probably shouldn't have been playing on the national team getting starts, and I know I'm going to make people angry saying that, but no. Good. You know, the international players should have been getting the starts anyway. We're seeing that with the team now. They only had one MLS on the team. I mean, I know there was reasons the MLS has their season going on, but our best players are playing over there. Mm-hmm. All right? Anyway, you're now seeing you got a new league. MLS has a new league forming that ha- will allow independent franchises, and their, their marketing arm no longer has anything to do with the national team. I'm telling you something. There's going to be a massive shakeup in the next couple of years, a massive shakeup in which the way soccer, professional soccer in this country is, and we're going to get caught up in it. We will get caught up. We have no choice because there's no way MLS is going to let USL start slugging it out with them. This is all very interesting. I mean, this is amazing. And I'm glad that you have that kind of knowledge and that you've studied that uh, because I've heard of that some or whatever the SUM, and I've, I've heard that they are a lot of what the problem is. Uh, and so the fact that USSF uh, has separated itself from that is right. pretty amazing. I, I had not known that or heard that at all. So, you know, that's pretty cool. You said one thing about MLS being a financial juggernaut or whatever. I mean, the way that I see it and the things that I've I've read or just a little bit that I keep up with it, to me it seems like the only thing that's kept MLS afloat is the the entry fees from the new franchises. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And so well, they're paying the TV contract. And just a few, yeah, <laughs> so just in a few years you went from $100 million to $150, 200 $250, million, $300 million, I think now. And so uh, to me that seems like a house of cards. I don't, I don't know how stable that is whatsoever. It may very well be, Scouse. That USL is shaking the MLS up yeah. a little bit, yeah. and that no uh, they got them shaking in and their I'm boots. Sure they maybe are and it will be, you know, because um, at, at one point um, I think people are going to see how um, well the teams from the USL fare against the MLS teams, you know, um, because Louisville City ourselves we we've taken on a couple of MLS teams and uh, sent them packing, you Many know, times right, yeah. But so. guys like David Villa, guys like guys like Donovan, guys like Tim Howard. These are guys you want associated with your league. Let me go go back. And We've already we forgot about David Beckham, who was the largest, yeah. you know, the largest yeah. figure. Yeah, and, in and all of soccer. You, for, you forget about um, Joe Cole. He, right, Joe he, Cole back he, in Tampa He was Bay. standing right there in front of. I was yep, talking Tampa. to him down in Scouse's house at Slugger Field. You know, right. um, you know, a super Drogba. nice guy, and you know, but this is the league. USL is going to be the league 
that people are going to want to – if you like to speculate, mm-hmm. this is the league that people are going to want to be a part of. Yeah. Because this is the one that's a little nervy. It's a bit of a but you know, you know what my wish is more than anything else? What's that? Pro-Rail. Yeah, man. It's got to happen. Not going to happen. It's never happen. within this nope. league. You say never. And let's never. add – there's one more thing i got to add to this. I'm sorry, guys. I'm obsessing. You got to – people don't understand. They keep talking about Louisville City getting involved with MLS. There are at least six Mexican Division One franchises that they're negotiating with right now to get them into MLS. MLS is it. attempting to try and expand into Mexico. Uh-huh. So now they've already got how many teams? They got thirty teams, I think thirty-two. Yeah, I, I think it's know. thirty. So now you're going from thirty-two to what? Thirty-eight? If they work that out, it, they're going to have to build some sort of pro rail system. You can't yeah. have you can't have a pro league with forty teams in it. That's insanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, so, you, you never be able to play it all. There's a lot. There's a lot that's going to happen in the next two to five years. It's going to this whole, especially with the Olympics coming up. It's going to be insanity. Plus, the TV contract comes up next year. There's a lot going on. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm obsessed on it. I'm done. You're good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. That you know, that's why we're back in person tonight, and uh, you know we're talking about football because there's nothing, like I said, nothing more than um, football to talk about over a good pint of beer. But, you know, this is kind of the way that all the sports landscape is right now. So I'm going to hearken to something my wife and I, who's here tonight, putting up with us four idiots mm-hmm. uh, that we watched last night, AEW, which is, what's it called, honey? All Elite Wrestling? What's it? All Elite Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling. So, yeah, yeah. So they broke off from the whole WWF and scene. And growing up, like, on wrestling in the 80s, you know, they just thought they controlled everything, right? So they, they controlled the players. They controlled all the things. And we see these other leagues starting up. And this AEW has just shifted the whole scene of wrestling. I know there are some of y'all that are out here listening to this right now because I've seen many folks there in the games that are wrestling fans. But I want to talk about somebody that I think is probably our toughest, baddest person that I've seen on either team right now. My spirit animal is CeCe Kaiser. And here's why. She comes Did out with that, that egg. black egg just busted right over she did the ultimate move. She smiled about it and put it on Instagram, Facebook. Love this game. Love it. And she couldn't even see out of one eye. I'm like, the picture she put up, Kenny, excuse me one second, go. had nothing to like, – it didn't look anything like what it did uh, the night that it happened. After the game, I went down – yeah. It, 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 that's a good description. It looked like an egg was on her eye and had been painted purple and black. It was unbelievable. <laughs> that, that was a big sucker right there. You know, the, the, the boxes out there that have been um, envious over that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty bad. And and then, but the next day, the swelling had gone down a lot when she took the picture. Was that it was the, colorful. Was, though. was that the photo, the second day photo that she posted? I guess out there? Because, because that's where I was like, spirit. The night animal. that it happened, well, it, you would have been even more impressed. <laughs> You'd be like that. It was unreal. Yeah, yeah, it happened quick, didn't it? Um, you know, the last thing anybody wants is anybody um, being hurt like that and having being forced to continue to play. And um, I know Cece, she she didn't play to the end of the game if you allowed, but kudos to the, the medical staff. To so the reason I bring that up is a lot of the people came to uh, Scouse's house because we started out with uh, Louisville City. And so you still listen to this just at the men's game. You're not sure about the women's game. In no way disparaging the men's game. We were just as loud and proud. We are a sponsor, or a SG, official SG of both teams. But I tell you what, if you think that they're not tough, and the men are just as tough. But the women, I've been surprised. And that one with the CZ Kaiser moment, I like one to frame that and just like put it above like – 
if you don't think that women's soccer is not tough and rough, right. this is no, it's time. hardcore. It's no, just as hardcore. Go. I love this. So the women, they go in and they, they get fouled. And some of these tackles that the, the, these guys are, are flying at each other, they're, they're wicked. Yeah, Yuki got taken down really hard. I don't know how her hip didn't yeah. get yeah. dislocated there. If you go back to the it was ugly. In the, in the uh, Edwards in the um, India eleven goal that uh, you know it should have been a penalty in my opinion it should have been a penalty he went and brought um, Ombi down at the corner of the box he didn't take he didn't go for the ball he took Ombi out of the game and then for him to be flopping around on the pitch like somebody shot him but then again you got CC Kaiser that all of a sudden you know she's got a big uh, goose egg on her eye and um, she's got a smile from here badge of honor. Well, I have to say, you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't understand as much flopping and and rolling around and 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 all that that we see in the men's uh, game, and you don't see any of it in the women's game unless they're really hurt. Uh, and 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 so it's interesting that I had to talk about Casey Whitfield again because of her playing experience. Um, she said that there are actually, I think, studies done that. Uh, the women actually tend to get hurt longer time because they'll get up and play through their injury and their pain, where the men uh, typically can can stop from it, can, you know really damaging themselves because they do kind of roll around and be act like babies. But the times that they're hurt, they don't get up and play through it, so they wind up getting you know pulled out of the game or whatever. Now that's I don't know the study or whatever. I just remember Casey talking about that. I don't know if there's truth to that or not. But I do see just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you know, like look at Birmingham the first time they came here. Actors they were on the ground more than they were on their feet. It was minutes. unbelievable. 12, 12 minutes of stoppage minutes. time. It's, Lance, if you do not call them Birmingham Actors Theater on <laughs> the call, you and I will have a little bit of a – we'll have a talk at the end of the season, like a third region talk. I understand. I would love to call them Birmingham Actors Theater next time they come to town. But, you know, then I would get fired and I wouldn't be your PA guy anymore. So the, we don't want that. The flopping thing is a carryover for the men's stuff. <clears throat> Going back to when Maradona was playing and those guys, they didn't Cheating have to. bastard. <laughs> I, I just made that hand go. It, was, I mean, it wasn't If you want to make somebody from England mad, just wave your hand when they mention Maradona. So anyway. <laughs> bastard. <laughs> but the truth is, back in the day, the stars, going back, to the, going back up to the 80s, they used to take a beating. Mm-hmm. Maradona, how you stop guys like him was you just basically shinned them every single chance you could. Eventually, this this flopping thing be, gener- was became part of that just to get the officials to call something because back then it was part of the game. Yeah, it's part of the game. Because I, I remember um, when I was, I was a young whippersnapper, and I was... Um, they played soccer in the, in the 1940s. Because yeah, I, I was down in the, uh, at the paddock <laughs> uh, at uh, Anfield. And Liverpool were playing, um, I believe it was Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh. And this, this is way, way, way back. And that's when uh, Tommy Smith used to play for Liverpool, right? Yep. And at the beginning of the match, Tommy Smith comes in to, to collect the ball to, to make sure it, you know, he's going to clear it down the pitch. And then um, one of the Wolverhampton... Um, um, 
players came in and clattered into him. And you could see on the pitch that he was hurt. Right. You know, it, it was it was it was a bad tackle. Right. Today he would have been straight red card, right, right, right? So Tommy Smith just gets up and you can see he's hurt and he's rubbing his leg. And um, excuse excuse my French, but he went over to this I guy. I promise goes, you, this will not be French. Yeah, you know, he's, he's rubbing his leg and he's going ninety fucking minutes, ninety <laughs> fucking minutes, ninety fucking minutes. And then um, halfway through the second half, he went and put that same player into the Kemlin Road. Yeah, and that's you know, and back then they could get away with it, but now it was violent. The game was violent yeah. back then. It but literally was. That's where men were men, and they, and they, yeah. they, ju- they would just rub it off and well, you just the play point. it on. The point and is they can't eventually walk now. Th- what you're talking about is eventually that had to happen to get it to slow down because, but they never took it out, and it's still there now, and it sucks. I hate it. I hate the. Flop. It's just so hard to call simulation too. I mean, it's very difficult. Uh, unless you had to go to VAR and review everything. And, no. and maybe you don't do that during the match. Maybe you do that uh, after the match and the league can review the games. And if they ever detect that someone flopped or simulated, you know, it's it's, it's it's too late to really affect the results of the match that they played, but they can be penalized for that. I, I think if, if the fans really wanted it taken out of the game, they'd make enough noise and it would get taken out of the game. So – uh, other, but now it's just really kind of frankly just a joke among non-soccer fans. It's the, their go-to, either nil-nil nil games, there's not enough scoring, absolutely 100%. or they don't understand offside, which is not that hard to understand, or players flop around on the ground. When That's their see, three go-tos. When you see the guys that are the big – I'm sorry, Mike. When right. you see the big stars like Neymar become a meme, and, and Neymar is one of the greatest players – I don't think I know he's considered one of the greatest players, but he still doesn't get the credit he deserves. One of the greatest talents, definitely. right? And one of the greatest talents of our generation. When you see him roll six times, when somebody taps him, how do you not make fun of that? How does that not become a joke? And in, in other sports contact sports, in the NFL, for example, at least it used to be. If you did that, you were going to get crushed later on. But there's no recourse in this sport, so it's there and it sucks. I but going back to your original point, Kenny, it's amazing how physical these women are and how tough they are. Yeah. I mean, it it really is. They if, never if they stop don't, I mean, if they haven't earned your respect by now, then you just will. don't want to. You just don't want to respect them. You just don't want to like the game. That's okay. Then don't don't. With the, that's not who we're wasting our time on though. That's that's not who Louisville City and Racing Louisville are trying to reach to buy tickets anyway. If you haven't earned, if you haven't noticed it and you haven't seen what they do and respect it then you know whatever go on you know but one you know one of the um the arguments that i get um thrown at me every single time somebody uh, when i ask somebody have you ever been to a ladies professional game and um one of them is that um they it's so slow the ladies game is so slow and it, it it's not as intense as the men's Scouts, game. it's like a tennis match you it's know, more so like a tennis match. It, it yeah, is it's back like and forth. Match. It's Wimbledon. So put your money where your mouth is. Get your ass down to the stadium. Come stand in Stagauser's house and tell me at the end of that 90 minutes that that was a slow game or um, it wasn't intense as a men's game. Look, man, I mean, we can – I agree. I mean, it's it's very entertaining to watch the women play, uh, extremely so, and even more so than I knew it would be, but it's even more so than what I thought. And, and my point of reference was basketball – uh, because watching uh, men's basketball, all my because life, you are it, the announcer it, for the University of Louisville men's, men's basketball, basketball team, but not the women. But I have announced women, call it collegiate yes, women's basketball have. in the past, and uh, and it's a different game 
uh, it's obviously men are playing high in the air, above the rim. And the women's game, they, they're not able to get above the rim as frequently and, and play up above. So it's a different game. It's more of ball movement and, and great, excellent shooting and truly having to, to get good position underneath to make the rebounds. I mean, they have to play the fundamentals of the game uh, so much better than what the men can get away with not being fundamentally sound just because of That's their correct. athleticism. The women, they have to be fundamentally sound, and it's a very beautiful game to watch in yes, basketball. And I know we don't want to – draw the parallel but my point is i expected to see excitement in the women's game in, in soccer out of racing but i didn't realize to the extent that i would it, it's if i mean if you if you don't if you don't like it and you haven't come out then you're just not going to right if, if you want to hold that anchor position of it's a slow game well it's just because you haven't been out there yeah. it's a fun game yeah and then you know the other thing is too his when one of those balls gets loose and comes straight into the crowd, you come and tell me that's not going to hurt when it hits his right, right square in the head. Uh, because it does. Um, and uh, to tell me that it, it, it's not as intense as the men game, come on, get your butt out there, and I'll show you how intense that game is going to be. Louisville City, current rankings right now in the USL. We're going to jump over to the men's side. Power rankings number three. I mean, that's not too bad for, you know. Out of 31 teams, that's about what we expect. You're in the, you're in the top 10. It's great. Percent. And Brian Ombi, what a display that was. Man. Come on. He's, he's a blessing. He changes. He's been, he's been, he's pure speed still. What is he, 31, 30? With as many concussions. Raw, right, raw speed, but it's not just that. And, and, and then you look at the game that he missed because he was suspended. Yeah, we missed him. Better believe it. You know, he's a uh, he's one of the first guys I expect to see on the uh, the roster every time uh, we play, and uh, when he wasn't there, you could see that he wasn't there, um, and I believe that when he wasn't there, that, that it was one of the some of the games that um, we've we're, we're just so lucky, we're so hard to win. You know, I just I was thinking about this this week. You go back to the team when we won the championship at Slugger. Was it seventeen two thousand seventeen? Yes. You know, you know that's a team that Mark Anthony K comes off the bench to play midfielder for <laughs> midfielder for lafc you know what i'm saying he comes off the bench to play in that game i think he was an all-star wasn't he correct yeah i mean right. he, yeah. And he was a he was a reserve player right. for our 2017 championship that's what I'm team saying. That's and that's, that's it's just nice to kind of have your back you pocket know, in it and kyle the canadian international right. yeah right. I mean, he was great it was someday somebody's gonna write a book about that just like they talk about some of these great minor league baseball teams back in the day they're going to write a book about that team. That team was amazing. And the point being is that we are blessed here to have what we have. We really are. It's, you know, I get that we get bummed when we lose. And sometimes you get mad when somebody doesn't do something. But when you put it all together, game after, it's, it's just, holy crap. The winning percent. I haven't done the winning. I'm going to do that tonight or tomorrow. It's just, put the winning percentage from game one. What this well, team's done. This is literally the most successful professional soccer team in North America over the last seven years. That's true. Well, the the production from the field, as far as the results are concerned, leaves nothing for the fans to complain about whatsoever. So what do the fans do in general? They, they have to find something, something to target with negativity. It's just – I guess it's just human nature. And so it's always about uh, the way the the stadium's positioned, the way that beers cost four dollars instead of three dollars, <laughs> or whatever it may be. It's always something so minor 
that, you know, you're just thankful that that's the things that fans are complaining about and not complaining about the results on the pitch, right? Because they never have had the ability so to I'm do that. I'm ready to open that can of worms. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Do whatever. If you're paying Kenny money, show, Kenny, scouts the show. It's, it's go not, ahead. No, you know. we, they get tired of hearing us. We're on here every week. No, like, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. This is going to be good. I want to hear it. I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't care who I piss off because I never have. That's why you're on the show. Right. The, <laughs> I spend money to be a part of that. Right? We all do. We all spend mm-hmm. money to go yep. to the game. None of my tickets are free. As I don't spend money to go to the game. Right, right, right. And you don't get As a paid. disclaimer. Yeah. If you, as long as you follow the code of conduct – I don't care if you do the funky chicken. I don't care if you want to do a conga line. You want to do the wave. You want to do interpretive dance to to Mongolian uh, folk music. Do whatever the hell you got to do to have fun at this thing. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I I I don't get it. I don't get it. What is what is this? I mean, I'm, when people start talking about purists and purists, you want to talk about? Let's talk about soccer. I don't know as much as you, but I go back to the seventies. I could talk to you all day long about NASL, which we've done right. And, and so if you want to talk about purist and this and that and the other, we didn't have supporter groups. We didn't have drums. We didn't have any of those things. We went to Cosmos games. You created the drums. We Joe. all had fun. It was all about fun. Now, all of a sudden, we've got all of these things that you're supposed to do and not supposed to do. You know what? If they come up with a mascot, come up with three friggin' mascots. I don't care. If there's a kid, a family that comes to a game, and I'm not a mascot guy. I don't like mascots, okay? But if they come Disclaimer. up with a, Right, right. But if they come up with, like, three different mascots, if that gets two sets of parents to bring their kids to a game, why is that a bad thing? I, I don't get this anymore. I'm with you, Joe. If a, if they did bring out a mascot, how is that going to hurt Mr. Hardcore, you know, soccer head? That hurts how some- does that hurt that person when it might keep a kid entertained and want to keep coming back because it's exciting for them to take a picture well, with the mascot? this is why – and, Scouts, I'm going to turn this over to you okay. because I'm going to let you go on a rant about this because we need to talk about this for a second. Yep. And because of these two guys here, we're going to have more people listening to this just because of the names that are out here. Yeah. We did get awarded or tasked with bringing on the Kids Club. Absolutely. Yay. And the Kids Yay. Club is going to be based out of Scouts' house. We, yep. we The same night, actually just right above where we're sitting at right now, it's horrible for audio, for visual, be great, uh, that you could see us about 30 feet above us where we voted to accept both taking on official SG of racing yep. and to take on the task of the kids club. So we need some help with that. So Absolutely. talk to me a little bit about that, Scouse. Yeah, and uh, it's not for this season because um, when I had my meeting with um, Brad Estes and um, Lauren Schuster, you know, um, we all agreed basically we could have rushed it through and started it for this season, um, but we were already two games into the season for – both teams and it i'm not going to rush anything we're going to do it right we're going to do it um the best way we possibly can and because the uh, the kids playground is down at the scousers house end we've got the uh, the small football pitch behind scousers house and um one of the things that um i always tell a kid when they come down to scousers house for the first time do you want to uh, you want to go down on the rail so you can be right there, up close and personal, right behind the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're so close to the goalkeeper, you can smell what cologne that they're wearing. You know, so... Or not wearing. Oh, not wearing. Oh, take the feet. Yeah. Yeah, that was Edwards on Sunday, on Saturday, you know. So, but, um, you know, having kids at the game um, and... You grew up on the cop. I so, do, yes. I'm going to back up for just a second. For people that use here his accent, you don't know what... 
this is about. So the cop is the singing stand end of Liverpool Football Club at Anfield. You'll hear him reference that a lot. And we have a lot of people that don't know the EPL that just listen to us for different reasons. Scouse grew up as a kid at one of the most famous stadiums in the world, uh, got a chance to come over to America, and uh, has been doing this very well over here in America and helping us grow soccer here. It's like these other mm-hmm. idiots here at the table. Uh, but you saw what it was like to see like a Ray Clements. You saw what it was like yeah. to see a keeper. And if you need to look that up, it's C-L-E-M-E-N-C-E. If you need to look up like who these keepers are, uh, just to kind of research the things that we're seeing with our keepers, our players that are moving on yeah. to uh, Greg Rangensing, R-E-N-T-G-I-N-S-G-H. Is that right, Joe? Uh, yes. We'll go with that. Yeah. So these, <laughs> these keepers that have started sorry, here. Sorry, Greg. That's these, wrong. Sorry about that. But these keepers that have started here with us that are playing for the national team that are moving on to different levels, yeah. and kids are seeing this. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing that you're talking about, Scouse. Yeah. Well, you know, um, because it's – um, experiences like that for a small child that stick out in your mind and you know I, I, I was lucky enough I was able to go to Anfield I was lucky enough to stand on the cop I was lucky enough to see uh, world-class goalkeepers um, I, I remember seeing Step Meyer I remember seeing uh, Pat Jennings and Bruce Grobler um, and fabulous players that you know uh, I've seen Kenny Dalglish play. I've, I've I've seen Brian Robson play. You know, um, I've, I've seen some of the world's best players right there in Anfield in front of my face, and it'll always stick out to me till the day I die. And um, if I can get that experience into one child, one child in Scouser's house behind the goal, then my job's done. And we're doing this with, like, $16 tickets as opposed yep. to – if you try to go watch like an NFL game to get the kids excited, or if you go to watch a Major League Baseball game, you're investing hundreds and hundreds of dollars just for a nachos go and see it. three Coca-Colas, right, Yep. to go see a game. And, mm-hmm. and you're introducing some of this change in their lives. And with all this impact that we've talked about with all of this, with the people that are investing from overseas, they can do that for a really small price. And there's a reason that we're right there that close to the goal and the kids' club is going to be brought into that. And I think it's a huge impact. When I talked to Brad Estes about – I think it was five months ago when they did the breaking of the new training facility, breaking the ground. I just texted him. I said, dude, this is like legend stuff. This is stuff that's generational. And that's really what we're trying to do right here. Yeah, you know, and um, because if you think about it, everybody knows what Melwood is, right? No. Everyone should know what Melwood is or uh, Harrington. We we do that yeah. are Liverpool supporters. but. Yeah. But, you know, over there, you know, even the training fields for, you know, Man United, they go to Carrington. And um, they, um, you know, Liverpool, until recently, they their, their training ground was called Melwood. And, um, you know, um, Everton is what, Finch Farm. Um, so they're just as famous as the, the, the stadiums themselves. Um, so, um, you know, where I'm going with this is... We I've never heard any of those words, by the way. So, uh, that's no, what I'm I saying when know. he said no. I mean, as a, when as I, American I called soccer him that, fan, I said no. Like, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put out a, a photograph that, of me standing in front of Melwood. But no, I Melwood, I'm yeah. connecting dots. No wonder you like Melwood Tavern so yeah, much. absolutely. You know, and then um, now, um, did, was it yesterday that um, the players went into the, um, the training facility yes, for the first yeah. time? Yep. And, um, hey, Brad Estes. I haven't at all yet. Neither's Lance and neither's Joe or uh, Kenny. We we haven't had a tour yet. 
you know, just uh, throwing that out there, okay? Really, I just you know want that breakfast me. buffet they had laid out. That's I'll just go straight to that and knock out some eggs. I want the post bacon. Here. <laughs> I need to toast the wall or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I christened thee the yeah. flying sleuth. Yeah. So bad Caddyshack uh, reference for you all that aren't golfers. Can, can, can I bounce off of what he just said yep. real quick for two seconds? Growing up in Jersey, in the town where the game was popular, and then having the Cosmos there in the seventies, echoing everything that you just said. Who played for the about, Cosmos? Because there's some big names who huh, played the Cosmos. Just uh, like when Scout said Melwood. Let's be fair. Pele. People don't know who the Cosmos are. <laughs> I know Pele who they are. Pele is arguably the yeah. greatest player that's then ever George played. George Pascota. Bunch of Georgie. There was Franz Beckenbauer. If yeah. you, if Stevie you Highway went there Stevie too. was there, right? Giorgio Canaglia. Okay. If you want, really want, and then uh, Juan Carlos Alberto, who was a defender, he was a sweeper. Who played, you know, one of the arguably the greatest sweeper in, in, in soccer history. I mean, this guy has a huge with Brazil. Um, you have arguably the greatest Middle East player ever, Andronic Eskandarian, when he played there. It, it, it was there's, there's the, it's just this huge melting pot of people in that area. And I'm a, a 10 year old kid for 8, 10, 12, up to high school, going to these games. And, and it, it, what I'm doing is, I'm, what you're talking about is exactly what happened yeah. to me. Yeah. From two sides. Carney had the, the, the town. The high school team was huge. We had our club teams, and we had three players that played that started from, from my hometown, three players that started for U.S. World Cup teams in two World Cups in a row. Right? Harks, Tony Miola, Tab Ramos. So it's the same thing, what you're talking about. Yeah. Kids, when you, when you bring kids into the stadium, that's how you make it happen. You always get, get the kids in. They make the parents come. <laughs> right? They make the parents be like, I want to go to the game. I want to go to the game. I want to go to the game. So you go to the game. And, and that's, that's, that's how you do it, man. I'm just, I'm just arguing with what you're saying. Yeah. You know, and then um, even um, coming here to watch um, Louisville City play, you know, to have two former Liverpool players right, right in front of me, right, <laughs> able to talk to them, right. both of them, and uh, that's phenomenal because, you know, we have Bruce Grobler there. You know, he's won a European Cup. Right, right, right. You know, that, that Well, now we have an American player that's won a European Cup. We have. Yep. One. No, finally. I know, but now we yeah. have. But that's finally. just the saturation of how things happen, though, right? Yeah. You know, exactly. but uh, Christian exactly. Pulisic now. Right. You know, Christian Pulisic actually was in the uh, – our former coach, Hack, actually had him at Philadelphia Union for a little bit. Had really? Christian – yeah, asked him this question – I don't know, like five or six months ago. So that just shows you where the maturation is of this. You think Jonathan Gomez has a chance to get to that level? Well, that's where I'm going with this thing. Oh, I, my bad. Yeah. No, it's not your bad. That's exactly where we're going with this. So yeah. we talked about Brian Ownby with, like, his marauding runs. But Gojo? Gojo yeah. or Jogo? Jogo, whatever his name is. But he, right now, from what I gather, he's not getting uh, interest from MLS. He's getting interest. Right. People talking to him from he, Europe. Well, he just got called up to the U.S. men's national team as well. But he and he will, he will be gone to Europe next year. Next year. This is his last year. Guaranteed. He'll be at a Porto or someplace like that. That's going to be the right. Yeah. Doesn't he have a Lisbon. brother that's in Portugal? Already. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, that, yeah, this big guy's things are fire. headed his way. He's 17 years old. He, he's so good that he pisses off the other players in USL to it. the point where they want to attack him. Like, he's in their head so much. We've had two teams that we've played at Lynn Family Stadium, uh, one of them being – who did we just play? I'm drawing a blank Indy for whatever – Indy 11. That's right. And down on the touchline, 
uh, when maybe that should have been a penalty. Some people are saying that it mm-hmm. really wasn't. But uh, but they, that, that turned into a little bit of a thing. And then that Spencer guy that played for – was that Birmingham? Actors uh, Theater. Yeah, that was that, <laughs> wh- wh- whichever one it was that Niall McCabe had to come in and, and, and take up for him. I mean, it's um, and, and I hope and I, these guys are getting mad at this seventeen-year-old kid because he is taking their lunch money and just really abusing them. And yeah. it's really not nice for Joe Go to do that to these so, I, I underdeveloped players. Take your lunch money. That's an old school term right there. I haven't heard that in a while. I appreciate you bringing that one out, Lance. The goal he's responsible for over this last weekend took a, a, a wicked deflection. Did he get credit for that goal, or was oh, it like an own goal? I'm not sure, but it was the amount of whip that caused it, wasn't it? I said yeah. he got credit for the goal on the PA system. and I, That's all I, about. I, It was I, a deflection, there was no doubt. I, it definitely was a deflection, but – they, I asked if it was an own goal, and they said, no, no, no. He shot it, right. and it just was a deflection. deflection. It wasn't like the, the defender really made a play at the ball right. to be to make it go that direction or whatever. It just yeah, deflected it, off. Because there was some venom behind that when he hit it. Ooh, so we were right there. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. It was hot yeah. in a couple of ways. Uh-huh. <laughs> can, I, can I throw something about that, too? It's, just, let me Please stop you asking. You're on this podcast for a reason. Know, just say I just, it. I just throw like it in there, my son. I'm, 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 I'm amongst there. living legends. And I'm, I'm talking, I know Shannon is here. Shannon and you guys don't matter. I'm talking about her. I know, right? And, and um, but the thing is, is that going back to that MLS thing, it is such a bureaucracy, and it is such a mess. As far not a mess. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's not a mess. There's, um, it's so difficult to get a path into that league if you're an outside player. The decision that they made. He was in Dallas's system, I think. And the decision that they made to bring Jogo, him yeah. here yep, yep. so he can get exposure, he, it's going to be the first of many. And it's not just us. It's going to be the rest of the league. If you want someone to be exposed and get playing time, you're not getting playing. This is what's been happening with kids that have the type of talent that you're talking about, that have European, that have the talent to get to Europe. They, they bypass MLS altogether. They play in the, you know, Miazga, go through the names, guys, a bunch of guys that have moved on to, to play in Europe. They don't play on the MLS sides. They end up and they they go into their academies and then they end up playing over there someplace. Usually, in a lower not not like Austrian league, you know, guys like that. Especially if you're Leipzig, if you're in the, so, in the Red yeah, Bull yeah, system. Red Bull, yeah, yeah. So you know, there's this this there's this new tier that's been set up. This is the place that you're going to want to go to get exposed because you're not going to get the chance in MLS if you don't if you've been bypassed or if you're not going to get this is the league. The Annie is to too go. big, and you're right. You know, it's just this. There's a lot of doors that can be open for players that do that. I think, and he's see, he's grown up in the last year. You watch him; he's out there. He's being a man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, as opposed to last year, he just felt like he was a young kid trying to fit in. Now he's out there throwing himself around. Yeah. It's awesome. And arguably, he's probably one of the best players on the pitch. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh, he is God, one of the no best doubt. players in the league. Yeah, you know, and I don't think there's a question about that. That guy's is unbelievable. You know, because seventeen years old. Yeah, and you know, you, you saw it on Saturday. If you stood down at Scouse's house, and he had some of their back four sweating. You know, because, um, you know, it wasn't just one person on him every time he got the ball. There was two and three defenders on him at any one time the second the ball got to him. I would love to hear Devin Kerr and Mike Watts' take on that. Unfortunately, we couldn't get him on here tonight because we had two yeah, bigger the, people yeah, on here. They're, uh, they're not important enough to be on here tonight because we not got tonight. Lance and Joe. Not tonight. So, yeah. I want to go, <laughs> go back to a couple of stats. Yeah, and then I may touch important. on one other thing before we get – uh, probably in the next 20 minutes or so, try to wrap this up just because of download time for me. Uh, attacking Eastern Conference, a couple stats right here. Louisville City FC overall goals tied at the top with Tulsa. 
Uh, Tulsa was kind of a sleeper team for this year for us to uh, look out for. And the passing accuracy, the distribution, tied at the top of the Atlanta United 2. Atlanta United 2 has actually surprised me a little bit. If you all want to get in the weeds just a touch on some of the stuff that they're coming through with their players, they have walloped a few teams. And they've absolutely got burned a couple of times just because they're you just, never, you just never know who's going to play for them because they're eight. Like Lance was saying, like they're a saying, two team. Yeah, those and two teams just have so much talent at times. You don't expect them to be that cohesive that early in a season. And they, they've actually, you know, I think we beat them maybe 2-0 first game of the year. Is that right? I think that's I, right. It's, it's, they all kind of run up. together for me. 2-0. No, you're good. Good, good job. But, but the fact that, you know, I've, I felt kind of good about that win as the season's going yeah. on. I think we'll look back on that one and say, man, well, it was a really good one. They've win got some us. stud ducks out there that are running around that are 19, 20 year olds when we're talking about young players. Not just them. A lot of the two teams have a plethora of solid players now. It's not like three years ago. You know, I mean, there's they, they all have a. And, it's, and when I say that, I'm not talking about the players that are playing. I'm talking about the 40 players in their academy. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of these teams have MLS level talent that they could just. You know, you play tonight. Now nah, you play. We need you to do this. We need you to. It's it's. You know, we're really up against a lot to compete against these academies. It's, Every time somebody uses the word plethora, I think of three amigos. And then he says, <laughs> "Oh yes, el guapo, you have a plethora of piñatas. Como do you even know what a plethora is? Como como estas bitches? All along, I thought Lance was from Owensboro and not from Juarez. <laughs> No, I love that movie, Three Amigos, man. But that plethora, yes. Yeah, yes, El Guapo. You haven't I've never seen it yet, so I'll have, I to, I'll have to watch it. You haven't seen it yet. It's no, like 40 years it. old. I know. You know. I'm kind of uh, slow on the uptake. Well, the one thing I'm concerned about with MLS, or not MLS, with, with, the, with the team, is that settling player in the midfield that we had with Speedy. We really don't have that right now. I don't think we do. And Speedy was that guy you could count on to just, you know, when he got the, when you got the, when he got the ball on his feet, you were just like, okay. Well, yeah, in the last last year or so, he turned it over into a six, just kind of ticking it from side to exactly. side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he slipped back into role that he had not been. He'd normally been like an eight up there, a little bit further up the pitch, and mm-hmm. then he, he started to take on that role right. as the team evolved. And we don't have that. We don't, I don't feel that. And yeah, I don't feel. I, I don't. Not, not, it's not a knock. It's just no, it's no. It's I different. Feel. It's just, a different it view. It just. That one person that you know when they get the ball on their feet, you're like, okay, we're okay now. <laughs> and he was that. He yeah. was that for me. And you know when he did leave, it, you know it, it's one of those uh, holes that's going to be really difficult to fill. Um, but uh, kudos to um, you know the, the guys that have come in. Um, you know, uh, I'm being impressed with uh, Sharpie. Sharpie, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Have, uh, you know, um, I think we missed uh, Sawahi out there this weekend. Um, you know, whether he's picked up an injury, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we really could have done with him. Was Sharpie's he was original on the bench. position yeah. central defender? Yeah, yeah. And then okay. with um, Just the, uh, the Hulk this, out yeah. there more towards oh, the right, yeah, you know. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, that was our weak point on, on Saturday. And I, I was really disappointed every time that uh, Indy came down the right side. Um, and oh, oh, th- Sorry, their left side putting our right back under a little bit of pressure, we caved and we gave three stupid goals away. Yeah. You know, and um, it, we did settle down as soon as um, um, Pat McMahon came on and we did settle down and uh, we were lucky to get uh, our third equalizing goal, but uh, I'm glad that we did, you know, because I, I didn't want to see the... Um, 
Indy 11 assholes going home with, uh, you know, a, a second uh, victory on the road. Do you remember when we got Pat McMahon and we were like, ah, it's nice. He's a nice to have. Right. Hello. Out of <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. Hello. <laughs> nice to have my ass. I, yeah, he's been very solid. Oh he's God. developed. He's done really well. Uh, and he's a great guy, too. And, I, again, it, yeah, it all is. really is so much of it just goes – uh, to just the chemistry in the, in the clubhouse. The, I think maybe the thing we've most been fortunate about, uh, other than the results, is just the, the the great character of people that we've had playing for our teams. I mean, it's been been very very. Yeah, got the uh, Energizer Bunny uh, now, McCabe. You know, it's he, been he, unbelievable, he, man. Yeah, I mean, it really has been. I think if you put the goalkeeper shirts on now, McCabe playing goal. I think we've had one player that was kind of a a butt. And, uh, and I think he's gone. They are not here anymore. He, 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 he went around very long. That player, surely. And, uh, and I think that – but I, but it really didn't cause any issues in the community. I mean, we've been just so fortunate. When, when do you ever hear anything other than positive things that they're doing in our city? And so – Never. I've never heard anything. That's one thing I do really negative. hold a lot of pride, pride about is, is yeah. the kind of caliber people that – that O'Connor and Hack and and and, and yeah. the whole group have brought in, so it's been been a lot of fun. Yeah, we've, we've been really fortunate with a, a lot of. The, we've seen a lot of really good players here, and um, I'm I'm just uh, so happy that uh, you know we have our own home team that we can go support every single week and get behind and know that uh, the chances are we are gonna win. You know, especially here at home and. That comes up to a, a, another good point. Is um, I'm wondering if, if we should get the um, the old minibus together and uh, take a few people on a few away trips. We've been talking about the indie trip. We were talking about this with O'Connell, Shannon, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, and I think it's September about doing it away. We love aways. Yeah. They're so much fun. We hated it for the Cincy one because it was so easy to go up there and yeah. kick their butt and come right back. You could do it like yeah. real quick. You could actually designated leave like drive you in guys the second half. Drunk and and, uh, I'll drive everybody up there and. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll stay. So magnanimous. Being completely uh, <laughs> open, I, I show up at Lynn Family Stadium every single game, and in my mind it's it's going to be a win and a yeah. party and a celebration. That's just the reality. That's how spoiled so we are. If we, if we don't get a, a result going our way, I am so disappointed. I'm bummed out, you know, um, and you know, we just got to dust it off and move on to the next one. I think some people think that when I'm announcing and that I do the, the kind of the very monotone – uh, you know, just very kind of pissed off announcement I, I of their like goals. The dark, I actually that, like the darkness of it. Do I, love it. I do. do I people like it. think that I'm doing that just as kind of part of a show. The reality is, it's exactly well, how I feel. Though. I mean, it's yeah. just what I just you, let it kind of just my emotions yeah, the, the pour mic out. Up. What the fuck? What I'm saying? No. <laughs> what do you, what, what you should do is say, like, if it's Birmingham, uh, Birmingham Actors Theater, theater uh, some prick just scored. <laughs> you can go back to doing what you're doing. But, you know, the, the one thing that I, that has uh, reared its ugly head, and it's not just Louisville City, it's for racing Louisville too, is the um, the poor standard of refereeing that we've actually got. Hello. You know, and we, that that's a whole nother. It's a drum uh, you can beat you every know, game, and, every year, man. Um, I know um, I don't like VAR either. Um, I think so you don't think, like referees at all? But, uh, no, because uh, how do you, how'd you mess up a good football game? Get the referee involved. Yep. Have yeah. you ever refereed a game? They're all wankers. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They look yeah. Do you ever hear that over there when, when we're all singing the referees? I've heard up? you say it. I, I can't hear much up there. there I don't have a window that opens. There's a horrific yeah. disconnect 
in the officiating community as as you go through the tiers in the in soccer in this country we talk about the connections with with the pyramid in this country how bad it is forget about it this the the, the pro referees and how they get it you could do a whole show on how much of a mess that is it's awful it's yeah, and, and it's it's they don't get the one big thing and i know that this goes on in europe officials that go on in europe they are um, they are evaluated by the teams and players, the teams themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And same thing in the NFL, same thing in NBA. That doesn't happen in this league. They just throw officials at it, and you don't get to you don't get to evaluate as a player or as a team. Say, all right, I'm not happy with this one. At least it wasn't until this year, maybe, but it wasn't. And that's a horrible. It's it's not about trying to get people out that that are that you at games that they officiate that you lose. It's about evaluating the quality of the official as they control the game. We got a problem. It, yeah, we do good. have a problem. It's, it's very good. poorly officiated. Um, but I think the problem is the the officiating has not matured and, and improved correct. at the same pace 100%. as the 100%. talent that we have in our country playing now. 100%. And also the uh, knowledge of the fans. Fans have, have gained, you know, in America, soccer 20 years ago, there weren't that many people that really knew soccer, you know, to the extent that they could really complain and make a lot of noise about it. You're starting to see these days there are a lot more educated fans, and mm-hmm. they, they know when they see a poor call officials, right when they see it. Officials, going back to what we were talking about before, officials were not part of the equation as, as, the, as our Division One thing got better here. They weren't part of the equation. They didn't. Th- they just wanted to see how many people would show up at games to make money. Mm-hmm. That's it. They, the officiating. Yeah. So now all of that, when, when you have your top division, I don't care what sport it is, if that's the way they view it, it's just going to bleed down the mentality. There's no connection whatsoever between um, the, the officiating community in, in the lower divisions and what's going on top other than the name pro referee. And it's just, it's awful. It's not good. It's going to, and it's going to hurt us. It's going to yeah. hurt the development well, you know, of American One play. of the things that, I, you know, I've seen personally in Scouse's house and I, I was joking with um, Shan um, on Saturday night is that, um, especially during some of the offside decisions, how can you call offside to a team and you can't even keep up with the front line of players? Right. You know, because there's so many times that, you know, you look across and um, the, 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 the linesman's got his flag up, but he's 10, 15 yards behind the front line of play. I don't disagree with that. Up. I will say that it doesn't seem to me that offside seems to be the big problem. The big problem is when to call foul, when not to call foul to me. That, that seems to be when the fans get most yeah. disgruntled is they, they, they just – they don't seem to know how to manage – the physical aspect of the game at this point. Well, is that where you're seeing the biggest problem? Two things. Number one, you should never have a game, ever, ever, ever have a game where there's 12 minutes of extra time at the end of it. It Good should point. never happen. It should never – That was that, a joke. A game that is properly managed, you don't have to do that. I don't care how many injuries they are. I don't – you know, you'd have to have some major, major injuries over the course of the entire game. It should have never, ever I'd never seen 12 happened. minutes before. I mean, it, it, it's insanity. In the, the, only t- the only time you ever see 10, or 10 12 minutes on a, a clock is when a, a player's been seriously, seriously injured and they've had to call on a stretcher and take him off the pitch. Exactly. You know, that's the only time. You know, even when um, the, the guy from Wolves, he, he broke his skull and he was on the floor, they didn't even get 12 minutes right. of extra of added on time. Right. And he broke his skull. Right. 
you know, but we're getting 12 minutes for guys flopping on the pitch. What, what was I would think if I break my skull, I hope I get at least 12 minutes, Scouse. That's not fair. Well, see, there you go. When you have something that's that standing serious, ovation, right? But there's, but there's that's something. Right. When yeah. there's, but, when there, go, you know, sorry. but just we're going to go talk about the the, the um, European soccer in a minute, right. the international soccer. But even when um, the poor guy from Denmark, right. yeah, he did, he's Harrison. having chest Harrison. compressions on the pitch. Right. He didn't even get twelve minutes. And that's the point: is that they stop the game when there's something serious like that. It ha- they stop the time. They will stop it completely. They won't add that on later on. The second thing is whether I like VAR or I don't like VAR, if there's going to be VAR in Division One, there has to be VAR in Division Two. Can you imagine minor league baseball where ML- Major League Baseball had one set of rules on how they're going to manage the games, and then there's a second set of rules at AAA? I just don't know if we have the technology that's, yet. That's where I'm that, at. We don't, have enough, we don't have enough cameras. Okay. Yeah, I'm just – it's just it, – I just think that if we're going to do it at one level right, you have to do for vertical. consistency, same with the mm-hmm. officiating. If you're going to manage the officials at some level at Division One, and you're going to have basically – I'm sorry, I don't mean to be mean, but you know, people coming out of – that's not fair. They're not coming out of a bar to officiate games, but there's no cohesiveness and there's no accountability to these officials. They, they're basically just mercenaries. They come in for one game and they – it's not good. It's not good. It's going to hurt us. We could get into a podcast another time about officiating. I get into NCAA officiating. That's yeah, perhaps we can get a referee a on here. A top a friend of mine that's refereed the championship game in NCAA, and it'd be a fun one to do. We'll do it another time. Scouts, let's hit the Euros, and then we're going to yeah. wrap this up here in now, the next who, ten minutes. Who, who, who saw the um, the Spain and Croatia I, game? Oh my gosh, both games. So, um, oh my god, <laughs> did did you know what the name of the goalkeeper was on the Spain team? Do you want me to tell you? I hope it wasn't our Simone. Because it, it was Simone on, on on the Spanish team the that, that yeah on the Spain team. Simone, that's what it says right there. What's what? that say? It says Simone. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm sure it wasn't our Simone because he would never fuck up like that. Uh, you know, kind of put Simone his laces through it and imagine a new ball and then puts it into his own goal. You know, um, but what a game! Wow, five three. You never see that. Never see it, especially to at see that them level. Come back the way they, and I'm I'm half Spanish. I mean, I'm rooting for Spain and Italy. Those are my two teams. Yeah. But to see them come, up, it's been an amazing. Tour. Yeah, I went mental oh, yesterday. You, you know that, right? Yeah. I went absolutely freaking mental yesterday. Oh, was it because France getting beat two days ago? Was that what it was? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, lo- you love Swiss Miss chocolate, don't? Yeah, lie. yeah, 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 yeah. But. Uh, yeah, watching the Swiss beat the French uh, yeah, was, was a thing of awesome. beauty. That was not after. Sorry, Pac- sorry, Alexi Swahi and uh, Mr. Hope and all, um, but uh, I'm I'm glad the French are out. On on my soul, on my soul, I swear I was going to put fifty on Switzerland. I swear <laughs> I was going to do it because France is, they haven't been France. They yeah. haven't been France, and I loved how gutty Switzerland was in 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 the, in the group stage. And I was sitting there, why not take fifty bucks, put it on. I didn't do it. Yeah. I swear I was going to do it. I'll tell you, you take your 50 bucks right tournament. now. Oh you take your God, 50 bucks right now and put on Zinedine Zidane being the next manager. Right. Of, of who? France? France. Spurs. <laughs> the Spurs. All right, so go on with your Minus Euro Harry talk. Kane. Spurs minus Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But so uh, if uh, if Paul Pogba wants another team, I, I think he should go to Manchester City because uh, he, he's like a uh, a bolt anchor. Let's go up to the M57, right? Just one more thing about that for American soccer fans. I'm really happy they beat Mexico in that game. But when you see teams like Germany, who struggled in this tournament, yes, first they time they got knocked out in 16, when they're bringing Werner, 
They're bringing a guy in off the bench who features at Chelsea, uh-huh. who was the champion. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Timo Werner. You know, there's a yeah. lot of depth on those teams that we don't have yet. Calm down. We, we will long... when Jogo goes ahead and commits there to the U.S. Go. men's national team, and then everything's solved, isn't it, Lance? I'm really excited about this. When Joe goes on the U.S. men's national team, will you, have a, you, will you have a Jogo tattoo? No, I'm not putting a Jogo tattoo, but I will say – uh, I mean, he, there's no chance that he would choose Mexico over the United States. Why there? wouldn't he? It, shut up, Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shannon, just just put uh, Lance's name on the Christmas card. Let's just cross it out. Just cross it out. That's it. He's done. So Joe, so Jogo is going to be a U.S. Men's National Team player. You think? I mean, don't you think? Do you think he chooses? Here's so you get three caps, right? Uh, you play three caps until you're 21, I think it is, isn't that yeah, right? He's more likely right. to win yeah, yeah, something yeah. with the Mexican no, team than the U.S. men's team. Right. Shit, the the, uh, the U.S. women's team could beat the U.S. men's team. But wait a minute, we're on Jogo. Quit smoking back. that stuff. Let's <laughs> whatever it is. Can, can I, can, look, here's a problem with with that. Mexico's Mexico's federation and their entire system is hovering right now. It, it, they're teetering. There's God, a, I love this dark web stuff. Though. It is no, it's, you, it's out there. You this do, is the you this is what I need right now. Ask like in my me life. and read this stuff because I go out looking for this stuff. I don't need to read it. I've got you. Their first division's about to fall apart. You've got a ton of corruption in 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 their federation. There, it's it's starting to teeter. And if you're like to, to your point about Jogo, if you're going to go chase that right now at 17 in in 10 years. That whole thing may just be a complete nuclear disaster. That's a really good shout. And and it's something for 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 him to to go do that with with a lot of the tremors that are happening right now. I mean, they're literally talking about blowing up their first division in Mexico. I mean, it's that's that's so. And the federation is is you know like I said, there's a ton of corruption. There's a lot of problems. That's which is allowing MLS to you know to the inroads to be able to bring in these teams. To come like you know all these teams that come over here, so this I don't think he should go there. <laughs> I love this. I feel like he should be like on a Jeff Rossin report right now. Dude, what, what's your take right now on UFOs? Uh, <laughs> they Zion exist. Barrow, we're not going. Which league there. are they in? <laughs> that's, that's a completely the different. Government already team. said they exist. Right. So, Scouse, uh, give me your prediction. How far does England go in the Euros? Now that they've taken care of the um, our, our worst foe, um, which is Germany. So next up, we've got uh, the Ukraine, but uh, underrated team. Yeah, big win. <laughs> yeah, Andrei Shev- uh, Andre Shevchenko awesome. is the, the manager, but uh, um, I'm He's not going to get too excited shots. because, I, I, from my experience with the England teams of the past, that you know they they're always the uh, the bridesmaid, never the bride. You're supposed to say it's coming home, Scouse. No, it's coming. No, home. I this, I is say a, that. this is a true British mentality about unless, the about the national unless team. Unless Rome is home, it's then it's not going. Italy's going to win this yeah. thing. Italy is so. unbelievable. They've got. I'm Italy. wishing it comes home. I don't know. I'm wishing it's come home, but I don't right, see it. Right, right. Italy now, is just the one thing I will say, uh, Joe, to your point about that uh, with Italy, it does feel like they've finally been unleashed a little bit to go yeah. attacking and not being yep, a typical Italy exactly. team. And I think that may be the difference for them. Is that kind of what you're seeing? Insane speed. The speed on that team is just the one thing you'd never expect from an Italian team. It's just, I mean, I don't remember the teams back in the past, you know, in the 70s and 90s, those teams being, in, like, heavily 
you know, it was technical and it was it was artistic, but they just have this raw speed that you're just like, how do you how do you how do you cope with this? I'm, I'm just they're mesmerizing, and it's you know they're very technical and it's a lot of fun oh, to watch with the do, speed that they have. What do yep. they do? What do they what do they do that would be less than a 95 out of 100? So the sirens are starting to run by. So it sounds yeah. like we're getting towards the end of the podcast here. Yeah. Scouse, I'm going to give you your... There's a football match going on, and they've got to get run home to watch it. So, Scouse, one thing that you always do, whenever I try to end a podcast, you always have, like, another one or two things to say. So I'm putting you to say your one or two things now before I end the podcast. Okay. So <laughs> my, my one or two things is um, I'm pleading with everybody that comes out and joins us in Scouse's house. So please go on to um, Vimo, send us your $10. I've got these awesome new... Um, Gorgeous. They're really cool looking. Yeah. It's all about um, pride and everything. Oh, yep. So what, what does it say on the bottom there, Joe? What does it say right there on the bottom? It says, no room here for hate. So that's, that's what Scouse's House is about, you know, because, um, you know, we're out there. We like to celebrate the diversity in our community, and um, there's literally no room for hate in the house. Uh, so get out to the house. Help us support um, KRM and um, give us your $10 and we, we'll get it to KRM and I'll get you one of these nice, cool uh, bumper stickers for your car. Um, so um, that, that's all I've got right now. But um, on um, Saturday at 7.30, 7, 7.30, um, the ladies are at home and I will be in the house. Um, and that, that's the reason why we got beat last week because on the, the, the Wednesday night game because I wasn't played I, 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 I couldn't get to the game and um, that, that loss is on me because I wasn't there don't let it happen again okay I'll try not to did you hear that boss Lance parting shots for this pod no thanks for letting me be here it's been a while to do it so it's been a lot of fun and uh, I think Scouse was just talking right at me about Venmo and ten bucks. I, 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 I tried to, I tried to pay on the no, PayPal no, 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 and that no, went no. down. And yeah. now I've seen the things and I yeah. keep forgetting to do it. Sorry. But I will Venmo you your ten bucks, Scouse. Yeah. Damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, you know, there's. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed. The number of people that are actually out there in the Scouse's house this uh, this last weekend, um, and it's not just for. Um, Louisville City is for racing Louisville too. You know we're, we're very new into the the, the racing uh, Louisville um, team, and you know the, the number of people who come out there and they're happy that we're flying the great flags. Great support, yeah, absolutely. Great. I, I would say to you, uh, you know, as far as Soccer City is concerned, uh, for anybody listening, I am going to be there tomorrow night. I, I was there a couple of weeks ago. I'm trying to get there as much as I can. Uh, just life kind of gets in the way. It's really kind of tough, but. I actually, uh, I'm hoping to start getting there more frequently. I was going to walk away completely, but it, it's kind of in my blood, and I feel like, I don't know, I like so doing it. So me we'll, we'll getting down going. on my hands and knees and pleading with you to stay? <laughs> that, that had anything to do with it? You, you tell me. Yeah, right. That's it, though. I, I'll be on tomorrow night, which will be, if you get that out. That'd be good. Be I'll be listening. Whatever. Scouts will be in the house. Joe. Yes. Welcome back. Man, I miss everybody yeah. so much. So, so have, have you seen our six-year-old uh, drummer boy? Yes, that, that, he's, he's always welcome to Little come Nick. Down. He's wonderful. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. So we, we're going to have to get what a couple of the um, the groove machine drums yeah, down man. there to help him out a little bit. Well, here, yeah, I just it's been it's great to get, it was great to play last it, last week and it's great to be back and it's great to I just miss everybody and just whatever we do, let's do it together. 
Absolutely. All right, so we've got uh, the men play on Friday night. Do we know where the watch party is for that? Does anybody know about that? I'm, um, I just tried to look it up real quick, and I failed. Hey, guess what? Probably going to be in my recliner with the free tequila. I was thinking about driving, and then I saw it was like a seven and a half hour drive. I'm off on uh, Friday night, so I, I may have to So everybody's going to Scouse House on Friday night because he doesn't have to work all on right. Saturday. Just Scouse will drop his address here. We'll all show yep. up at Scouse's house. <laughs> his I mean, this will truly be a Scouse's house yep. watch party. We'll go to his house, uh-huh. actually. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> or he can have a keg. Pool or pond be good for you. And then we've got the women uh, with uh, Portland back in town. I believe it is on the third. Tough, Tough opponent. Tough opponent. Uh, one thing I do want to give a big shout-out to is my smoking hot wife sitting to the left of me. For getting oh, the tailgate going again because we were able to do a tailgate for the last two weeks, haven't we? Will there be a yes. smoking hot tailgate for this women's game? Uh, we're waiting to see. I've got. Uh, okay. uh, well, I'm cooking a whole lot for the 4th of July, so there'll be a tailgate. I'm not sure I I'd call it smoking hot. <laughs> I know that you had those pretzels that are th- yes. with the yogurt the covered pretzels, pretzels or whatever, and I was tr- dying to get to the tailgate this past week. I didn't make it because for some reason I've got to be there. Two hours before the game starts. But well, at any rate, I'm going to make sure I get up there to grab some of those. Pretzels. And those were like a new flavor, too, because like she had like a different color combination there, too. What did you have, honey? Well, it's kind of like the Away kit because we really, there was, there's actually a moratorium on purple chocolate right now. So I had to like make a, so we did an homage to the Away kit, is what we did. See, oh, Joe, gosh. this is the dark web kind of stuff we need to know <laughs> is why is there a moratorium on purple chocolate? Yeah, there, there was no purple chocolate to be found in the city of Louisville. That, that's because we've got so many fans now that out there want purple chocolate just because of the team. I think that's exactly right. That is it. That is it. Thank you all for being a part of this, uh, getting some of the you, OGs Lance. out. Thank you, Joe Valla. Uh, you. And, uh, 120. Uh, we did it. First time back out. As long as I don't screw this podcast and uh, Don't push that button. See, that's that's that delete. Leave it alone. That's what I, happened last okay, time. Okay, the dark web, we have our cameras and stuff. Don't worry. We'll yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so uh, go City, go racing. We'll see you all this week. Uh, until and, next time. You never walk alone. <laughs>